a door of hope. Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. The prophecy of Hosea is a wonderful book of the Bible, but at the same time a strange one. God tells his prophet to marry a specific woman. He commanded Hosea to marry a prostitute, a woman of many lovers. I'm sure that he had high hopes after he married Gomer that she would be a faithful wife and a good mother to their children. But that was not to be. It wasn't long after the marriage that she followed her own will and desires back to her old ways, forsaking her husband and her little ones. You may ask, why would God do such a thing? Well, God is using the life of the prophet Hosea to put on display God's relationship with Israel. His beloved people had done the same thing. God had covenanted with Israel when he brought them out of Egypt. He declared before them all that they would be his people and he would be their God. God, so to speak, married Israel. But down through the following years of their relationship, Israel rebelled against their God. They left the one true God for the sensuous gods of the Canaanite people. Much of the book of Hosea is the story of the prophet's undying love for his undeserving wife. He continually goes after her. He runs to retrieve her and to bring her home, only to see her run away again and again into the arms of her lovers, a perfect picture of how Israel had treated their God. In chapter 2, God had issued warnings and affirmed to them the harsh consequences of their rebellion. After she tells how she will go after her former lovers, God says in verse 6, quote, Therefore, behold, I will hedge up thy way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. End quote. Imagine, if you will, this woman running toward her adultery and along the path on her right and on her left, tall thorn bushes begin to grow. These thorn bushes, as they grow, prick her skin and scratch at her. As she follows the path, pretty soon the path she is on goes one way, but the thorny hedges go another, and they take her to somewhere she didn't want to go. A place of isolation, a place of sadness, a place of barrenness and of ruin. This hedged path was painfully taking her to the Valley of Acor. You might not see the significance right off, but this is not the first mention of this valley in the Bible. Back in the book of Joshua, God had expressly forbidden the children of Israel from taking any of the spoils of war at Jericho. It was the first fruits which belonged to God. But a man named Achan had stolen some of those first fruits and tried to hide them in his tent. He was discovered by God and he, along with all of his family, were taken out and stoned in the valley of Achor. This valley that this woman finds herself in was a place where sin was dealt with. Recognizing where she was, 
She had every reason to fear what might happen to her. She had played the harlot, a sin worthy of death. Just as Achan, she should have been gasping for breath underneath a pile of bloody stones. But in that quiet valley, God begins to whisper. He speaks alluringly to her heart. He begins to speak kindly and lovingly, entreating her to come to a door, a door of hope. God says, quote, I will give her the valley of Achor for a door of hope, end quote. What was a place of rightful and deserving judgment has become a place of access to hope, a place of right relationship with God, a place where God says that He will restore to her the days of her youth, the times of joy when she was first married to Hosea, a time when this husband and wife had eyes only for one another, a moment like when Israel came out of Egypt with singing and rejoicing. In our times of isolation, when God takes us somewhere we never intended to go, it might be a time when God is painfully bringing us to a place where He has our attention, a place where He can speak alluringly to us, a place where He reveals to us how we have run after idols and replaced Him as our one true love. Yes, we deserve His judgment for adultery. We have chased after other gods and forsaken the one who has loved us most of all. God has every right to pour out on us His righteous wrath. But some 2,000 years ago, God's only Son, Jesus, walked through the valley of judgment for you and me. He went to the cross of Calvary, and He took in His own body the judgment for my sin. By this, He turned my valley of Achor into a true door of hope, the hope of the forgiveness of sin and peace with God. Everlasting redemption can be claimed. Undeserved, unmerited, gracious, redeeming blood is found at the cross of Jesus. Wherever we may be in our walk with the Lord Jesus, we have a door of hope because where sin abounded, grace did much more abound.